five loading one and two and effects two. Stepping out now, we're live at 60. Broussard trying to stagger free. Meanwhile, it's played along to him. Centering pass flagged down by Green. Played into traffic, though. Starting back up with a mouse. Martinez in a three on two. Clifford gave it across. It's held in a shot. It's a Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Scoop Talk Show with your host, Sean Harris. Yes, today is Wednesday. For those of you who are still asleep after Labor Day, it's Wednesday. Hump Day for those of you that had to go to work after Labor Day. You're listening to the Scoop Talk Show right here with your host, Sean Harris. We're going to take a pause for a minute, and we're going to look at the situation that's happening down on the eastern seaboard of the ocean there with Florida and the Carolinas with Hurricane Dorian. Our prayers goes out to the victims and families and those who are helping out with the mission statement to help out those with Hurricane Dorian. I know sports sometimes relieve us of the issues that's happening in our lives, but we still cannot neglect the fact that this is happening and people are being affected by this. For those who are being affected, we pray for you here at the Scoop Talk Show and we hope that everything goes well in that area of the Eastern Coast Ocean Line. Now, we have a jam-packed hour for you. We have football player, former football player, I should say, turned MMA fighter who has his first fight September the 6th. Artwan Steele is joining us in studio over the phone. We have also for you my mentor, my special guest, Butch Davis. ESPN 1400. Yes, that's right. Right up here in Michigan, ESPN 1400. Bush Davis will be joining us as well. Today is my younger brother's birthday, and I want to wish him a very special birthday. Happy birthday, my younger brother, Taiwan. Stay tuned. The Scoop Talk Show will be right back. kick it off with NFL football. Melvin Gordon has still been talked about with his situation going on with the L.A. Chargers. Apparently, the L.A. Chargers does not want to work out negotiations with him to give him a new deal. And 
in my opinion, that's not good. That's not good for neither side. Now, even though the offense runs through Phillip Rivers at quarterback, you still got to have a running game. Because without a running game, you got nothing. And that's the bottom line, people. Melvin Gordon stands to be to make this year five point six million. But he's negotiating to work out a new deal to where he wants to be one of the highest paid top running backs in the league. But the Chargers are saying we're not gonna do that. We're gonna seek a trade. Which I thought that that's what they was going to come down to do anyway. But the question remains, though, will they be able to find suitors to trade him to? Now, you have a lot of teams that need a running game, Lions in particular. But with the amount of money that Melvin Gordon is asking for, I don't think nobody's going to want to do that. So, they're stalemates right now, and week one is right around the corner because the preseason has been done as of Sunday, this past Sunday. And week one will kick off their 100th season of the NFL on Thursday night. And if the Chargers are on the field, are they going to go with or without Melvin Gordon? I want y'all to reach out to me, go to Facebook.com, search for the Scoop Talk Show, leave your comments there. Go to Twitter, that's C-E-Z-A-A-R-19, Cesar19, C-E-Z-A-A-R-19, leave your comments there. Take it to Instagram, Scoop Talk Show. I want to hear from all of y'all out there. This is some engagement involving you fans of the NFL on whether or not Melvin Gordon will be ready for week one of the NFL that will kick off their 100th season on Thursday night. So get at me. Talk to me. Send it. Send the tweets. Send everything you got. I want to hear from you, people. I want to hear from you. Okay. Now with the situation moving on with the NFL, we're gonna continue with that. We all know that Andrew Luck had announced his retirement, and why he announced his retirement. So now the Colts is left without their main star quarterback to help them get them over the hump. But they think that they got something on the rise. Because the Colts and Jacoby Brissett had agreed on yesterday a two-year deal worth $30 million, which includes a $20 million guaranteed signing bonus, according to NFL Network's Eon Rappaport. The Colts confirmed the extension and announced that Brissett will be their starting quarterback. So, they also signed... Brian Hoyer to be the second string quarterback. Now for the Colts is that a wise decision to make or was it a desperate decision to make? Because Brissett came from the New England Patriots I should say, excuse me and he's only 26 years old. So, my opinion is that should they 
really should have signed him, or should they should have went after a veteran quarterback, which is not very many of them out there left, but the Colts had to do what they had to do in that situation. It was dire straits, and once Luck had uh, announced his retirement, that was it. They had to go with what they had to go. So, we're looking at a situation in the AFC North that can they really compete to even make the playoffs in 2019, let alone have a winning record with Brissett at quarterback. Because after all, he did come from a system that produced a lot of great quarterbacks, but in their first year didn't go on to do great things because of injuries or whatever the case may be upon the Bill Belichick. We'll just have to wait and see. You're listening to the Scoop Talk Show. I'm your host, Sean Harris. We'll be right back. Welcome back. This segment of the school podcast show is brought to you by Kazoo Coney. Kazoo Coney, which is located on Western Michigan campus at the Bernhardt Center. Go down there and see the guys, whether you're in town visiting or you already happen to be in town and live in Kalamazoo. Go down there and see them. They will hook you up. Great food, great service. Kazoo Coney, home away from home. On the line right now, my special guest, dear friend. What can I say? Dear friend, mentor of mine since day one that we met. He covers the NFL, NHL, Major League Baseball all throughout Michigan, Detroit area. The host, the co-host of ESPN's 1400 out in Detroit, my guest, Butch Davis. How's it going, Butch? I'm okay. I got you right there. I'm in the 1400 Sault Ste. Marie in the area of Canada. Right, right. I, I mean, you know, we 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 know, you know, me. Well, you know, a lot of people up here in, in Michigan know 
you know, how to get to you, but the people across the country now know how to get to you. All right now. You know, and uh, this, ep this uh, uh, ep episode of the show, this segment, I should say, of the show is brought to you by Kazu Coney, located at the Bernhardt Center at Western Michigan's University. Kazu Coney, home away from home. And also, for those of you who are just tuning in, too, you can also check us out on iTunes and on Apple on your smartphones and all your other media devices. Check out the Scoop Talk Show. And you go to the show's YouTube page as well as the show's Facebook page to check us out as well. Like I said, we have right now a very special guest, my dear friend Butch Davis here on the line. And, and uh, Butch, we're going to talk some seriousness here. And, and we always do when we meet up. The Lions preseason has ended. They're 0-4, which really don't mean nothing. But to some of those fans out there that are hoping that the Lions will do something this season, just from your perspective, what do you make out of this, this what you saw from the preseason? Because you were at the games, I'm quite sure. Well, you know, you can't really make too much of nothing, as you say. Uh, this is the only preseason, and you, you get what, what was received. Matthew Stafford played one game and basically just one quarter of the of particular there. Uh, we kind of wonder here for so many why it took so long for him to get uh, a starting call. Uh, however, he did call in the third game of the season. Uh, did pretty well once he got warmed up there. I see the offense uh, very much so improved. Uh, with uh, new characters in uh, in the lineup there, along with some of the uh, we can say veterans now, as you know, some of our rookies and whatnot has uh, gotten canard and 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 etc. has uh, has grown up there. I see the offense hopefully as a to me uh, greatly improved if if things go to through the script. Now the defense is a, again a work in progress. Uh, you got rid of a lot of people here, you know, during the cut this past Saturday afternoon at 4 o'clock. Um, again, it's a wait-and-see promise there. You don't want to kind of geek everyone up and say the Lions are going to do great this year. I have no idea. If I had a crystal ball, which I don't, uh, maybe I can do something for you. But, again, it's a wait-and-see. We have been waiting for greatness from the Lions for quite some time here. And it's a matter of right now getting on the field and producing and getting the fans back in Detroit and the state of Michigan uh, something to cheer about. They haven't won a playoff game since the Hendrick win. Uh, who knows what they'll do. But, again, we hope that they give some uh, – progressive uh, things in their lineup this year and maybe make the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, you hit that nail right on the head there. Uh, the Lions haven't won a playoff game in quite some time. And the fans are now getting, you know, honorary about that. You know, and they are hoping each and every year and saying to themselves at the end of each and every year, well, the Lions will make some changes during the offseason. Well, maybe the Lions will make some improvements during the offseason. We're looking towards the draft. We're doing this. We're doing that. You know, but still, the end result is exactly the end result. So, you know, Matt Patricia, I should say, has a lot of work. I mean, he has, you know, Hopefully this season that's coming up, which is the 100th season of the NFL that's going to kick off on Thursday, you know, will be very meaningful for the Lions and what they can do and what they can show, you know, this season uh, for everyone, not only the fans of Detroit and of Michigan, but fans all around the country and across the world that love the Lions and, and you know, applaud what they do and are, you know, just heavy fans of them.
definitely has had his rounds with basically trying to take care of his wife, who's uh, went through cancer, yes, and, uh, yes, and yes. recuperating very well, and per se, and you know, let's knock on wood on that. Yes. But again, now Matthew is ready to go. Uh, he promises that with the new offense, with our new offensive coordinator there, uh, things will be a lot better. They have uh, emphasized a balanced attack. That's something the Lions haven't done in quite some time. Throwing the ball every down has not gotten the Lions nowhere there. A good balanced attack with some running and also some passing might be the formula for, you know, to keep some teams at edge. Right, right, exactly right, because... You know, the Lions have not really had an established run game in quite some time. And, you know, the last few years that I've been watching them on television and, you know, seeing what they can do and everything like that, it's like the running game has gone away from them and they just want to go to the passing tag because we both know that in the NFL, that's what it's all about. It's all about the aerial attack. It's all about what the quarterback can do with the football, you know, throwing it in the air. Uh, not so much as running these days, but you still got quarterbacks that can still have the ability to scramble and run out of the pocket when they need to. But it's all about now staying in the pocket with the Lions and the way their system is ran up to try to get that ball out at the very last second to an open receiver. And that just not wasn't working for them. Well, it's not working for them. Not only in, in today's NFL, you have mobile quarterbacks there. Matthew Stafford is not one of those mobile quarterbacks who basically can tuck the ball and run. If he does, you know, you, you, you risk injury or something of that nature, and you don't want to see that. Uh, hopefully this year they have fixed the offensive line to give him some protection, give him some running backs to uh, run the ball, and also the receivers to actually catch the ball. That's been a problem, too. Right. Where many times that Matthew Stafford has thrown the ball right on target, uh, the ball has not been caught. So, again, you, you look at those particulars in, on the offense, and uh, those have to improve. Hopefully they do improve for this ni- uh, 19, uh, uh, 2019 season there for the Detroit Lions, and also hopefully the defense. The line, the offensive line and the defensive line are the big uh, causes for alarm for the Detroit Lions, and those paid out to be very well in somewhat uh, in advancing that what they have done in past seasons. Uh, the Lions may have a chance to maybe do something that uh, gives, them, uh, gives them an edge there. They're in the division where there's some pretty doggone teams. The Green Bay Packers are right. good. The Minnesota Vikings are good. Chicago Bears, they have improved. Um, yeah. So you basically right now, with all that competition within the conference there, or should I say the division, uh, they have to they have to win some of those games, at least the home game. If the Lions put together some home game wins and win at home, I mean, protect the home grounds. That's eight victories right there. Right. If they, for instance, they maybe win maybe three games or maybe four games on the road, you, you kind of guarantee yourself some playoff action there. But again, the Lions have not done that in quite some time. Right. You're exactly right with that because it's all about defending, you know, your home turf. And the Lions, those those wins, especially those matchup wins in the division, is very, very crucial for the Lions because the Chicago Bears with Trubisky at quarterback and then, you know, with the defense of Khalil Magman added to that defense has made some significant improvements to the Chicago Bears last year. You got Aaron Rodgers returning off an injury. The Green Bay Packers is looking strong uh, with him coming back to try to win the division and compete against the Bears for that division down the stretch. And then you got the Minnesota Vikings with Casey Keenum, you know, at quarterback, and he got some, you know, nucleus of receivers as well as they got established run game to be able to even make some noise uh, to compete with both of those two at the tier top. You know, the Lions, you know, really have to do some things that they need to do. somewhat a little bit better improvement. But again, let's wait and see what they do and how they do it there. And uh, hopefully things will pan out well for the Detroit Lions. Right. Now, we're going to switch gears a little bit. We're going to go to baseball because I know you ain't got that much time left with me. Um, we're going to talk about the Tigers. Um, and 
the Tigers, uh, I've, I've, I've listened to your latest podcast uh, just today, and you said some interesting things in your podcast about the Tigers in regards of, you know, uh, what's going down with them. And you're absolutely right. They're standing to lose at 100 games this season. Noticed the other night um, watching that Justin Verlander had got his third no hitter in his career, um, and it's just amazing to me that top prospects or draft picks in, in the MLB amateur draft or just you know just anything that they could come up with a gem, a diamond, you know, for some odd reason they let it go, and they they go on to prosper somewhere else. Like Justin Verlander did, you know, he won a World Series finally. Um, well, well, they traded him away to get that World right. Series there. But uh, now Alavila, which I had a short conversation with him Saturday, and he he came in the press box and took a look at the Tigers, and it was at a point where he got very disgusted. He pounded his fist on the table there and went back into his little perch over there in the uh, so a general manager's booth there right. after he saw that he was you know but Al uh, Hart is in the right place as far as wanting to see this team progress there I think it's getting to him uh, a whole heck of a lot of, you know what he asks of us as fans to be patient our patience is at a virtue right. and you know when you see errors going on in the game you see mistakes going on in the game and this was happened on Saturday when they almost lost the game and almost lost a significant lead there. Uh, that's something that's very overbearing there. Again, uh, you look at Saturday, same thing, a lot of mistakes. And also on um, Sunday, uh, Monday, per se, uh, a whole heck of a lot of mistakes. And the Detroit Tigers can kind of alleviate those mistakes. And it comes from rookies not playing together. He has not had what you call a set lineup in the in the in the whole season there where he's been switching and flopping players around, uh, sometimes not in the actual position that they played in the minor leagues. He's trying to find uh, a solution to getting some stability in his players who are coming up from the minor leagues and whatnot. You got Tracy Mize, who's doing excellent in Erie. You got Manny, who's doing excellent in Erie. They're not gonna, you might see Manny maybe this year. You're not gonna see Tracy Myers this year. But you better believe it's gonna be great thoughts of bringing those two up when it comes down to February going down to training camp. Yes, yes, indeed. Yeah, you're exactly right. And I know that we're gonna have to wrap this up because I know you have some things that you got to work on. Mm -hmm. So, um, I just wanna know your prediction, um, for this year. Do you see a Dodger Yankee World Series this year? Because a lot of people have been talking about this. No, I see a whole lot of competitive teams going out there doing their thing. 
Houston is no joke this year. They're playing excellent right now. The Dodgers, as you mentioned, are playing great, great baseball. The Yankees right now are knocking the ball off the park. The Cleveland Indians do not put them away quietly there. They're doing some things that basically that it's going to get them some uh, crowd pleasers and these maybe a wild card. And, of course, the Minnesota Twins, who are in our division, along with the Indians, are doing uh, a miraculous job. They lost the lead and got the lead back. Now, I guess in September this month, we'll find out who's who and what's what. Will Minnesota be the uh, the uh, lead team in the Central Division, or will the Cleveland Indians get a streak going and overtake Minnesota, and then they take the lead in the Central Division? Yeah, yeah, you're like, you, you exactly are right, my friend. And you had hit all those aspects right on the head because I was kind of thinking the same way because a lot of teams in my last episode of the show, I was talking about, you know, a lot of these teams have an opportunity down the stretch to take take some things over, possibly could uh, take over the lead and, and win the pennant. But don't count out Oakland. No. Don't count them out with a dog on. Don't count out some teams that basically right now who are not in the running but end up getting hot during the end of the season and play the role of spoilers right now. But I see Oakland uh, doing pretty doggone well in the Western Division there. Uh, maybe they will be one of the wild cards there. Wow. We don't know. Right now it's very competitive around the American League. Now in the National League, per se, there is a different situation where you got the Dodgers. I'm quite sure they're going to take first place. St. Louis is doing an incredible job after a certain period of time when they got rid of general managers and got rid of some uh, things in their perspective and, and brought in a new pitching coach and a new hitting coach that they're doing pretty doggone well. So, again, you, you look at that particular league and you look at the National League there, uh, it, it, it's not fair to say who's going to be who, but, again, October is a different season when you start 0-0 and those teams compete for uh, the inevitable the World Series that will be played doggone near in November. Right, and you know what, you know, technically – um, to be honest, too, as well, you might have to put Tampa Bay Devil Rays in that list, too, because they're, 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 they're in the hunt for the wild card as well, even though their attendance are down, ticket sales are down. Um, both Florida teams are doing bad. Well, the Tampa Bay is not doing too doggone bad, but again, they can get hot. They can spoil some people. They seem to have a number with the Yankees and some other teams, per se. So, again, don't count them out as well. Right, right, yeah, yeah, because I talked about that on the last segment of my show last week about not counting them out as well. Um, thank you for your time. I really appreciate you, you know, doing this interview. We've been planning on something like this for quite a long time, and now uh, the dream has now become a reality because um, I've done your show a few times, and now I'm returning the favor to you and will have you be a part of my show. Okay. Hey, anytime you uh, get the get the itch, my friend, give me a call. I'll be more than happy to help you out there. And I'll talk to your great fans over there in Western Michigan. All right, there. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Bush Davis, co-host of ESPN 1400 and baseball extraordinaire, NFL extraordinaire. Dear friend of mine, good mentor, thanks for having you on, sir. I appreciate it. All right. Stay tuned. The Scoop Talk Show will be right back. Hey, I got the facts, and the facts don't lie. You know that. I know that. Say what? 
You can now take the show anywhere. Just go to wildfireradio.com and click on the podcast and start listening today. The Scoop Talk Show with Sean Harris from 3 to 4 right here on Wildfire Sports at wildfireradio.com. Hey, there's two sides to every story, and I'm aimed to get the scoop on it. I never miss a minute. This is your host, Sean Harris, and welcome back to the Scoop Talk Show. For those who are just joining in, we've been talking a little bit about some things that's happening around in the world of sports. But joining me at this time right now is a very special guest of mine. No need for introduction. He was a former standout football player. Now he has now turned over to MMA fighting. And congratulations to this young man for doing what he's doing. Ladies and gentlemen, I introduce to you Artwine Steele. How you doing, my brother? Hey, I'm doing good. Thanks for having me, man. Oh yeah, yeah, man. I, I you know, we we go a little ways back. You know, being you know, you was living in Kalamazoo for a minute, and I see that you now move on down to Texas. Um, yes, you know, and you're doing big things down there. So, you know, what I want to know and what the listening audience want to know is, I remember when we talked, you was once, a, you know, out, you know, playing football. So, you know, you, you know, tried out for several teams and I've been keeping up with you on social media, even help a team win a championship. Yes, sir. Uh, the Camels of Titans. Yeah. My team. Okay, okay, yeah. So, I mean, you know, with all that being said and with everything's happening with you now, is that how did you get into MMA fighting when, you know, for a long time you was pursuing your football career? Well, um, towards the end of my football uh, dream journey, really, um, I had pulled both of my hamstrings. Like, I was having a good, I was having a good, uh, training camp and everything, getting ready for my workout with the Cleveland Browns and the 49ers. And, uh, you know, years previously, I had uh, always ran into some type of hurdle that I, that just came out of nowhere, and I've always had to, like, fight through, you know, be persistent and fight through adversity at the last second uh, for my workouts. So, man, at this one, man, I just was like, I was open to it. I was just like, you know, uh, this is like my fourth, fifth NFL shot. You know, every time something always happens that, you know, limits, limits my performance. So I was sitting back. I was like, "All right, you know what? I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna give it my all, you know. And if it doesn't work, then I'm prepared to, uh, you know, be be done with football. I didn't know what I was gonna do specifically. You know, I was just prepared to be done. You know, just to, cause you know, it was starting to kill me. It was starting to depress me, stress me out. Man, I was just like, it was killing my spirit. I just wasn't me anymore. So, man, I was. I sat back after I had uh did the workout. I pulled both my hamstrings right before, so I didn't run as well as well as I wanted to run. So I sat back for like three, four months, and then I was just like, man, you know what? What you know? I, I was like, I was cool at first. I was resting my body, you know, recovering a lot just from all the bumps and bruises. And then uh, I got back, got my energy back a little bit. I wanted to do something with myself, and I was like, what can I do? Like possibly with myself in general, whether it be like a skill outside, of, you know, fine motor skill or growth motor skill. You know, what can I do? you know, to make something out of myself and to be able to uh, break through through the entertainment, sports and entertainment industry. 
So, uh, yeah, I got you on that. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, that, that's you know, grueling uh, thing. To, and I'm glad you overcome those injuries. You know, to uh, find yourself in a better position in a, in a better realm of things in, in a different sport. You know what I mean? Because when, when when you talk about MMA fighting, man, you know, mixed martial arts, it's it's you know, can be brutal. I've seen some of those matches at the UFCs and. You know, everything like that where, you know, it, it could be, you know, very, very brutal. Um, I've seen people, you know, get seriously hurt. Mm-hmm. Every, like, man, about every fight somebody gets hurt, literally. Like, you know, whether you know it or not, you know, whether it's a broken foot from kicking so hard or, you know, uh, you know, usually that's what it is, a broken ankle, broken foot. That's about the least you come out with in a fight. Oh, okay. Or at least a fracture. Give us an in-depth, you know, look at your life in the MMA sport. How do an athlete like yourself who transitioned from one sport to another sport and trying to get used to that sport, what is, is the workout pretty much the same like when you did in football or is totally different like a boxer would do? Totally different. Yeah, it's, 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 it's totally different. It's like, it's even, like, not no disrespect to the sport of boxing, but, like, it's even on another level of boxing because, like, I can sit there, you know, just through MMA training, um, I can sit there and box you probably for, like, 50 minutes to hour straight, you know what I'm saying, in one in one single round. I could do a 50, to, 50 minutes to hour round boxing just because of the Muay Thai training, the kickboxing, you know, because, uh, you know, you got to learn how to kickbox, so you do right. Muay Thai. That's, that's using your whole entire body. That's knees, elbows, kicks, punches. Um, you know what I'm saying? And then on top of that, you gotta, you work on your defense. So it's just, it's constant movement, constant awareness, constant alertness with the kickboxing. And then you add in the wrestling. That's a whole different animal. That's pure cardio. You know what I'm saying? So from the, as soon as the whistle goes, you work in your heart rate. So if you ain't got a good, strong heart, you know what I'm saying? Uh, and ready to, like your heart, you, you, your heart gotta be ready to recover rapidly. Like, if I fight somebody and we bubble, we tussle, and uh, I take you down, and we tussling for 30 to 40 seconds, and then we get up, and then that moment that we get up and I get, you know, I'm, we, we split apart, and we figuring each other out again, that's the little rest that you get. You know what I'm saying? That's the little breather you get. Otherwise, you got to be ready to go, you know. And I don't, most most people in society haven't uh, had to, you know, fight, you know, off their backs or, uh, you know, just fight after you had to wrestle uh High, highly skilled wrestler as your, uh, just like yourself, you know what I'm saying? Then you have to get up and you have to strike again or you have to kick again. Like it's just, that first round is just like, whoa, I just ran like 10 miles. Right. So, it, so yeah. it's, it's a lot different from football. I actually bought a couple of my football friends who was like, you know, I would do this and I would, uh, do that and da da da. You know, I bought them to the gym. And, uh, yeah, those guys didn't last like, uh, over five minutes of, you know, Muay Thai just because of, the heart rate, you know what I'm saying, just because of work rate. You know, they they like, ah, I can't protect myself because I want to, you know, it's hard to even hold your arms up. And then on top of that, when you throw in the wrestling, it's just different, man. In football, we get like 30 seconds, 30 to 40 seconds between each play. Even if they're in a hurry up, the, coach, the ref got to set the ball. And you know what I'm saying, it's still a 15 to 20 second uh, rest and recovery rate, you know. And, you know, in MMA, you just don't get that. Plus, you got somebody coming at you full tilt you know you never know and it's a one-on-one sport so even if you know in football if i have one bad play my uh linebacker or my safety or my corner or somebody can do i got 10 other people to cover my ass i mean you know cover my butt i'm sorry oh no you are you are this internet radio baby you all right okay (laughs) okay but you know so so in football you got people to cover you in this literally hey i gotta run if i don't get up and run tonight that's on me. Like, I'm going to feel that next Friday in this fight. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to feel that extra little grogginess or if I have to go to the third period, you know what I'm saying? It's called proper preparation. If I am properly prepared, I'm going to feel that. Like, nobody else can go hard for me in this sport. And that's the big biggest difference. Like, you can't miss a day. You got to think, like I say, on a, on a, on a everyday basis, you got to think about every single little thing that you eat, especially in training. If I got to cut down one to 160, I was like, 190 when I started, you know, my weight cut like a month ago. And, uh, uh, you know, it's just like every single day, you know, just literally thinking about, all right, uh, what am I, what am I going to eat? And then transitioning to, oh, I'm going to eat it one time a day. And, you know, it got to be in the middle of the day. You know what I'm saying? Just monitoring your nutrition, uh, taking your vitamins. 
you know, just making sure you get the proper water intake so that you can lose the proper weight in the proper time. It just, it dieted, man. Dieting a big part too is like, you gotta be eating something healthy. Like, you can't just be eating anything like McDonald's or a McDonald's salad or anything expect, like, you know, your body to respond. So, man, it's literally like, man, you gotta hit, you gotta check, check every single box. And I'm like, this pull, this me way, like, this pulls way more out of me than football ever did. Like, football, like, I was so comfortable because I know how to play, but, like, this is, like, it's a dangerous game, and it's just keep you on your toes. And I think I'm just one of those people that kind of like that feeling, like, okay, I like this constant challenge. And, like I say, it's a constant, like, it's tedious. Like, you got to track every little detail. Of, of, you know what I'm saying? It's just everything matters. You know, like, even now, like, we're building up for next year when – I switch into five minute rounds and things like that. So it's just like, it's, it's a constant build up. And then, you know, you get to a championship level. Now you're going five, five minute rounds. You know, starting off, I'm doing three, three minute rounds. You know what I'm saying? So it's a constant build up. Every, it's so many goals that I gotta, that I'm looking at right now. Like, all right, I gotta get here and then I gotta complete this first. Then I gotta move on to the next thing and complete that. It's, it's, it's like a real journey. It's like, a, it's crazy. And football, like I said, it's just, you know, yeah, it, I love the game of football. You know what I'm saying? But it's just like you got 10 other people, you know, and they can pick up the slack for you, you know. So, you know, that's why, you know, somebody like me probably didn't get picked up or, you know, because it's just, it's hard to see. You know what I'm saying? You got 10, right. you got a lot of people out there. It's right. just hard to see through. And, yeah. and in fighting, whether I was doing kickboxing, MMA, jiu-jitsu, whatever, like, I can have 10 people around me losing, but if I can continue to win, it doesn't matter. It doesn't stop my progress or my success. You know what I'm saying? Or, or it doesn't stop someone from looking over here like, okay, well, that gym, they had uh, 10 guys lose, but they got this one guy, he's 10, 10 and 0. Like, I still get to go. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I hear you, brother. I hear you because, you know, just listening to what you're saying, and, and my audience is also going to be, you know, taking this in as well as they listening to it as well, you know. MMA fighting is not as easy to get into like people think it is, you know. Yeah, definitely. And it takes a lot of hard work and a lot of determination because I knew from when we first met, you know, some years back, when you was doing football, man, you was hungry. You yeah, were hungry. And, and we see each other all the time going into the stores or whatever. We meet up on the streets or whatever. You was hungry, brother. You was you was like, man, I'm, I'm trying to get, I'm trying to get in. I'm trying to get in what I fit in. You know what I'm saying? The survival of the fittest. I remember that's what you used to say to me all the time. Yes, sir. And, and, that, and that was my mindset. It was just like, it was, I don't know. My mindset was just, it was crazy. It was like, man, I, I just knew I deserved that football back. You know, I just felt like I deserved it. I felt like man, I was in this game since so I was five. I gave it my all. You know what I'm saying? I always left it on the field. Just me, if, if, if the game of football could have a say, you know what I'm saying, and she chose, like, who she wanted, like, the real gladiators, like, instead of, like, you know, like how the NFL was back in the day when they didn't really care about the 40s. You know, they literally was like, hey, right. I, I see I see you with my eyes. Right. Yeah, you, yeah, you small, Rondé Barber, but I see that you know what's going on. I see you know the play before. You know, some people just born with a gift. You know what I'm saying? Some people born with that football gift where it's like, yeah, that dude's big and fast, and he got the best beach body. But it's like that guy over there, he's five foot ten. He make the tackle every time. He got the perfect tackling form. He uh, knows every single coverage. He knows where everybody on the field is supposed to be. You know, just and he knows where the ball, he got a knack for knowing where the ball is gonna be. Like just, just it, know, it was just like magic when I get on that field. I knew, I knew, like man, like you can ask anybody, you know, that I talked to right before the game. You know, they could be like, you know, we could be getting in the zone. I'm just like, you know, you got to just, I used to tell other people too, like, man, they, maybe they didn't understand, but I used to be like, yo, you got to, you know, you got to grind, you got to get prepared. But then, like, it's a certain magic that we all got on the field. You know what I'm saying? Mine's just catching picks and knowing, like, the plays was beforehand. Some people can know when the, you know, they make the big hits or something like that. Everybody got a little magic to them. And I just be like, that's having faith in your abilities. You know what I'm saying? And just letting it come out. It's like, I be like, I tell them all the time, like, it's like Steph Curry shoot the three. It's, you know what I'm saying? Eventually, we watch, when we watching that game, we watch this magic come out. We just get the dazzling. Yeah, I hear you, brother. I hear you. For those of y'all who are just tuning in once again, I'm your host, Sean Harris, right here on the Scoop Talk Show. And we're with my very special guest, Antoine Steele, MMA fighter, former a football player, and we're discussing everything about his career from the transitioning of football into MMA and what is the difference of the two in his preparation and the things that you have to go through as an MMA fighter. So 
Y'all continue on listening because this is a great topic and a great conversation that we're having because there's a lot of things that you can learn out of this sport that you never learned before. And you're listening to it right here firsthand from my main man, Artwan Steele, and he's doing it in the MMA. So, Artwan, I want to kind of like shift gears a little bit. Now we're going to talk about what you're doing now with the MMA fighting. And do you see yourself in a having a, a um, career, longevity career in this sport? Um, to answer that last question, I do. I do see myself having longevity in this sport and uh, in a nice career because I'm actually uh, dedicated to the sport. So, like, ever since I've uh, made my transition over to MMA, I literally have not left the gym. Like, that's one thing. Like, I'm not no person that's just going there to get a workout in and, uh, you know, keep the sweat. Like, I'm going at this fully, you know what I'm saying? I uh, fully revitalized myself mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually, and everything from football. And um, I just, I, I, this gym just, I just feel like this is what I should have been doing all of my life. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm a warrior, you know what I'm saying? And I just feel like this is what I should have been doing all my life. Like when I came in the gym, it was natural from like the first day, you know, they're telling me like, yeah, you know, uh, you know, you, you shouldn't spar for six months or, you know, stuff like that. And I was like sparring with uh, undefeated fighters already, you know, amateur and pros. And, uh, you know, I got my butt whooped at first, but it was the fact that I could take the beat and then I wasn't laying down. And, uh, you know, I was just getting, you know, I look at the clock like I got a minute 30 left and I'm completely dead. I can't throw another punch. My body's dead. You know what I'm saying? This dude just wailing on me and kicking me. And I, and I survived. I survived and I had coaches come up. I felt like Tang got my butt kicked and I had coaches come up to me. They was like, um, you know, they like, man, just the fact that that kid didn't drop you, like, this is your first and second week here, like, that, that's, that speaks volumes. That let, like, you might be built for this. You know, and then, uh, I got a confidence within myself that was just always like, man, once you get your cardio up, then let's take a, let's really take a true assessment. And so I had started working out. I seemed like, okay, you know, if I was playing football, I'd be like, yo, I'm slow. Let me go to Michael Johnson and work with my speed. Uh, you know, for instance. That, that's, that's how I addressed it. So I was like, yo, my cardio's bad in here. Let me adjust my cardio to a fighter's cardio. So I started going after my fighter's cardio. And, uh, you know, I got the true assessment of myself that, uh, you know, hey, I could be unstoppable too, you know. And then the fact that uh, a lot of people don't know as well, but I wrestled my first year in college. So that's a big part of it. It's not like I just, you know, literally walked into the um, – gym one day and just it just naturally all came to me like i literally i have a high level of, i'm basically like a black belt in wrestling <laughs> if you will yeah, yeah yeah no doubt baby no doubt you know what I'm saying? Yeah. you know i mean like i said i've been following you on social media um watching what you're doing you know listening to what you got going on let let, let the people know you know where are you training out of i'm training out of molar mma down here in Dallas, Texas, it's one of the um, top jujitsu academies down here in the city of uh, Dallas and in the state of Texas. We have a uh, multiple, we have multiple world champion jujitsu uh, practitioners. We have uh, multiple national champion, uh, just you know, state champion uh, jujitsu practitioners, as well as far as like we got from a. Uh, Six, seven years old, 13, 15, 16, wow. 17 years old, all of, all of them to 40 year olds. That like, young? Yes, my gym, my gym is stacked. Like, I'm not the only guy at my gym. Like, I'm not a star. It is, and that's the best part of my gym is so humbling because there's so many people in there. Like, I'm one of the few fighters at my gym. My gym is just now starting back up with the fighters. They had a couple guys in the UFC and Bellator back in the day. Then they, uh, really okay. focus on, they really focus on jujitsu because it's a high level jujitsu gym. And like I said, yeah. uh, I'm rolling on a daily, the guy, uh, on a daily, I'm rolling with black belts and purple belts and, uh, black belts, purple belts and brown belts. You know what I'm saying? And then, uh, just the, the fact that I wrestle, that lets, I, I'm, that qualifies me to be able to hang with those guys, not just because I wrestle with, you know, what wrestling teaches us. It's basically like, uh, jujitsu, wrestling is jujitsu's, uh, brother. Right. You right. know, wrestling is like jujitsu's tough yeah. brother. Like, yeah. it's hard exactly. nose. Exactly. Go ahead, brother. And jujitsu is like that smart brother who's like, all right, hey, uh, you know, I don't go out and mess with people, but uh, I know how to defend myself. I see the marvelous work you got going on. I see the dedication that you have going on. And I see that, you know what I'm saying, you have that 
determination that you always had since day one we met that you're not going to stop until the time yeah. stops. I just want you to let the people know what your handles are so that they can follow you, get a hold of you, you know what I'm saying? See what you got going on. You know, let, um, let them know. Well, I'm, uh, I'm very active on uh, Facebook and Instagram. I'm not, I'm, uh, I'll get a Twitter and everything else when I, once I'm able to hire someone to run those things for me. But, uh, yeah, man, follow me on Instagram at Steel Grinding, S-T-E-E-L-E, Grinding, G-R-I-N. Um, man, you can follow me on Instagram. I, uh, you know, I got a lot of workout videos. You know, you can always come in, get some workout videos, come get some inspiration, some motivation. You know what I'm saying? Leave a comment. Let me know that you're rocking with me. You know what I'm saying? And just keep up on my journey. It's been a pleasure and an honor and a privilege to speak with you, do this interview with you. To let the listening audience know who you are, what you all about, what you got going on. And, man, we got to do this again. I know you got your upcoming fight coming up. And uh, we going to stay in contact with each other so that, you know, we can bring it back on the air. Let the people know that you what you got going on so they can continue on following you. All right, my brother, you stay smooth and keep up the good work. Appreciate you, man. Thanks for having me on again, man. Stay tuned. The Scoop Talk Show will be right back. Love you some Scoop Talk Show. Hey, I got the facts and the facts don't lie. You know that. I know that. Say what? You can now take the show anywhere. Just go to wildfireradio.com and click on the podcast and start listening today. The Scoop Talk Show with Sean Harris from 3 to 4 right here on Wildfire Sports at wildfireradio.com. Hey, there's two sides to every story and I'm aiming to get the scoop on it. I never miss a minute. everyone and welcome back. I would like to thank my guest today, Butch Davis of ESPN 1400. I would also like to thank Antoine Steele, MMA fighter. Thanks a lot for coming on to the show and speaking with us today. And I also would like to thank my sponsor, Keizu Coney, which is located at Western Michigan's campus at the Bernhardt Center. Whether you're in town or whether you're coming to town, go check them out. Great food, great service, Keizu Coney, home away from home. And I also would like to thank you, the listener, for tuning in today to the Scoop Talk Show, because without you, the Scoop Talk Show would not be possible. I'm out of here like the breeze through the trees, and when I'm gone, I'm taking all of these. Peace, take care of one another, see you next time.